Oh, good morning. Are you blessed? Are you highly favored? I want you to open your Bibles to the Gospel of John, chapter 10. Today, we're going to be talking about strengthening one another. Strengthening one another. I need strengthening. How about you? Okay. And I want to tell you that, really, we need each other. We really do. Because I can't be strengthened like God wants me to be without you. I really can't. We know that we can strengthen ourselves by getting in the Word. We know that uh, because we can encourage ourselves in the Word, in the Lord, by getting in the Word. Sometimes we can be strengthened, and you don't even know the person who's strengthening you. That's true also because somebody can come up and tell you, you know, I want to let's let you know how much I appreciate what you do it on the job. Well, that strengthens you, even though it's not the type that I'm going to talk about today. If we're talking about eternal security, I would say that we believe that it is a community project. And you'll say, well, what do you mean a community project? I thought it was God alone. And I would say perseverance of the saints would be a corporate work of God. God wants to use the body to help each of us to persevere to the end. Let's look in Scripture to what I'm talking about. You're in John chapter 10, verse 27. We read 28 also. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give eternal life to them, and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. To me, that tells me that God has eternal security for the believer. That no one going to snatch us out of his hand. No one. No one is going to perish that is a believer. Hear me now. That's a believer. Not someone who just say words. Not someone who just get wet. Uh, We are talking about a believer. (laughs) Someone who's born again, truly born again. So we are talking about God has that for us. But I say that there is a little bit more to that. Let's look in the Gospel of Matthew. Let's turn there. Chapter 24. Let's look at the 13th verse there and see something that some people say, Well, I don't know then. That seems to contradict what you just said. Well, it says here, I'm reading from the New American Standard. But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. Oh, Oh. that's interesting. We just said it. You can't be plucked out of his hands. But he said if you endure to the end, then you'll be saved. Wow. The same God-breathed scripture I read in John is the same one in Matthew. So obviously there is eternal security for the believer. Obviously there is perseverance for the saints. But what is he going to do to help us endure to the end? Because we know that we are saved. We know that. We know that we are being saved. We know that. We know that we... We'll be saved. We know that. Because the scripture tells all three. It says all three different times. It's, a, it's just a, where you begin and you keep on going and you're at the end. But God has for us a strengthening of one another. That's what he has. A strengthening of one another. And I want to encourage us today. That's the, that's the essence of the message. To encourage us today that we need to participate with what God is asking us to do in order to help one another 
to persevere to the end. I would rather not to limp to the end. I'd rather. I'd rather to run the race full stride. You can help me run full stride. I can help you run full stride. We can help our neighbor. We can help each other. We can help. We need to help one another to run full stride. Now, how does God mean for that to happen? Obviously, the Holy Spirit is a pledge given to us according to Ephesians, and obviously he is uh, the main one that's going to help us endure, but he's going to use us. How is he going to use us? Let's look in Ephesians. Let's go there. Look at chapter 4, and let's go uh, probably verse 10. And in that particular arena, we know that it's talking about Jesus Christ. He ascended. He also descended. And we'll pick it up in 10. It says, He who descended is himself also. He who ascended far above the heavens so that he may feel all things. And he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors, and some and teachers. For the equipment of the saints, for the works of service, to the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried along by every wind of doctrine or by the trickery of men or by the craftiness of deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head of Christ. Now, verse 16 is an important one. I laid the foundation now. It says, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies. You supply something to your Christian brothers and sisters. You're supposed to be supplying something. It it, it didn't say that by some joints which will supply, it said what Every joint supplies. So I don't care if you're 10, I don't care whether you're 20, I don't care whether you're 100, I don't care whether you're whatever you, you supply something to somebody else. And you are very important. Very important. It says, according to the proper working of each individual part, I want to work properly. That's what I want to do. I want to work properly, I don't want to be half stepping. I don't want to be uh, what a vessel that God can't use to encourage you to supply what you may need. I want to be before God. I want him to pour into me so I can pour out to others. I don't just want to receive because if I'm just receiving, that's not scriptural. Nowhere in the scripture does it say that we are just to receive and do nothing. It's not in the scripture. Even if we are comforted by the Lord, we're supposed to comfort others with the comfort he's comforted us with. Everything is supposed to be flowing through. That's why it says, and being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, that means that if we're thinking of our own body and we have some nurses in here who can more uh, eloquently say, but I'm saying that things flow, the blood flows all the way through this body. And it's supposed to su- be supplying something. What is oxygen? Am I, am I right? You know, you are in. Am I right? It supplies something. You see, my, my hand is not going to go without oxygen because it's being supplied. It's moving. The heart pumps it, and it goes all the way through my body. It goes back up to the heart, and it keeps on going. It's a cycle going. Every joint is needed, and every joint supplies. So those people sometimes who, uh, you've seen people sometimes, they say, well, you know, my feet are cold. Uh, and, and they get somebody to rub their feet. They're rubbing their feet so the blood will circulate more uh, because every joint is needed to supply that. We need each other. We need each other. Are we in agreement with that? Okay. 
Now, what I want to do is say that, well, God, we know that then you're going to use each of us to help supply and strengthen one another. But how is that just going to happen? Tell me some of the, some of the things that we are supposed to strengthen others with. So I want to take the opportunity to ask some of our young, uh, we love next generation, don't we? Next generation, yes. And uh, we'll be talking more about that next week. But I asked some of the younger generation, those who were fearful and, <laughs> and scared to come up here, y'all have to, adults, y'all going to have to stop looking mean. <laughs> Some people don't want to come before you. You know, I'm going to ask Emily Roberts to come up, and she has a scripture. She says, I asked Emily to read out of the King James Bible, and she's reading First Peter chapter 3. And I said, um, I think it's 89. I said, Emily, you want my Bible? I brought my King James Bible. And she had her little thing. I said, oh, <laughs> one of those. <laughs> Praise God. Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but counterwise blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. Okay, stop right there. Now let's go back to, um, uh, see, they want to they clap and all like that. <laughs> let's go back to, we said we have to strengthen one another, right? That's a verse that tells that we're supposed to be doing something one to another. What was that that it said in the King James Version? Uh, finally, be ye all of one mind, having mm-hmm. compassion of one of another. Compassion. Okay, say that word again now. Compassion. Oh, that's a good word. Thank you, Emma. Thank you, Emma. Y'all can, y'all can give a hand out. Yeah. Now, we, we, we always like to celebrate our young people when they come up. Because we want to let them know that we are not mean. You know, that we're, we're, we're nice. We're nice. She said in verse 8, and the backdrop of this, this, of course, is he's just telling us, he was telling us in uh, chapter 2, verse 13, 10, 11, 12, 13, he was telling us that we needed to, for the sake of God, for the sake of the unbelievers, we need to behave ourselves in a certain way and uh, so that they won't be uh, saying things that are not true about God. They can look at our behavior and glorify God during the day of visitation when God visits them. They'll see what your, your lifestyle is, and it told us, told us how to act when we are mistreated and all those type of things, how Jesus Christ, he was mistreated, but yet he didn't. He didn't do railings for railings and things like that, which is insult for insult. He didn't do that. It told the wife how she should act, even though she doesn't have an unbelieving husband, even if she has an unbelieving husband. She told how to act, told the husband how to act towards his wife, and then it wrapped it up to sum up. That's what he's talking about, to sum up what he just finished saying. All of you be harmonious. Be of the same mind, he's saying. Being like-minded. He's saying be sympathetic. That word sympathetic is from the New um, International Version. She read from the King James Version, which said, have compassion one to another. That's, that's one actually Greek word, and that one word is a word that's similar to sympathetic. It's a word, if you look at the spelling of it, if you drop the Y and add a U, and it'll be the same exact word almost. Because God wants us to be sympathetic towards one another compassionate, compassionate. You know, some people are just not compassionate. They're just not compassionate. I've been accused of that, not being a pastor. And, and, and that's true, though. That's true. My wife told me so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. It, it, it's, it's not because uh, she was not truthful. It's because she was being truthful. And I don't know about you men, but you, you better learn to tell your wives, hey, be honest with me. Tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. Because she's the one who knows you most. Better than anybody else. She knows you better than your mama knew you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm serious. I'm serious. 
You didn't live with your mom the same way you lived with your wife. She knows you. She knows you. Yeah. When you sleep, she watches you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, sometimes she can't sleep because you're snoring, you know. So. <laughs> but Minerva is, is, is uh, she's an awesome person for me. She helps to, uh, I, I'll keep this, so it's okay. I'll keep this. It, it, she just, um, she encourages me. She's compassionate towards me. And she strengthens me uh, because we are one. We are one. And I've asked her to tell me the truth about things. Okay. So she'll, she'll uh, look at me. I, I don't go out of the house usually, except on Saturday mornings uh, when she's still asleep. If I have a 6 o'clock uh, men's meeting or something, I go out. I might be any kind of way, Jason. I might be having one tennis shoe and one shoe. I don't know, you know, <laughs> no telling. But anytime else, she's watching me. She's, ta- she's taking care of me. She's taking care of me. So we need to be in a smaller group of people other than this congregation. How many of you know in this congregation, you can be encouraged by just a, a Sunday service, but I'm going to tell you, you can be encouraged by watching it on TV, watching it on the Internet. You can be encouraged, things like that. But that's not what God has in mind as far as the cake. That's the icing. That's not the cake. The cake is that he wants you to be a part of a body. He doesn't want my arm just laying out there at home. He want, my, he want my arm to be with me, see? So in the body of Christ here, in the body of Christ, we're supposed to break this down a little bit more so we can be real with one another, you see? In your household, see, y'all are real with one another in your household, you know? See, y'all, y'all haven't learned that yet. You haven't, ha- you haven't learned that yet, see? Uh, there's Nathan and, and, and Nicole, see? They, 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 they like each other, see? Uh, <laughs> Uh, but, but see, when, when you're in a household, that's a real small group. That's a real small group. Okay? Uh, you have children, that's, that's a little larger group, but, but it's nothing like that, that one-on-one. You can encourage one another. You, you can lift each other up. And if you're single, you have to have somebody that, that's going to help you to see the things that you don't see. Now, we are going to kick off the life groups the second Sunday in September. Again, and we want more people to be participating in life groups because that's a smaller group where you can be connected to the body in such a way that you can be real with one another. You can be real. You can, you can let your hair down. You can tell, the, tell people about your, your situation that you're going through. You can have prayer going on for you. Uh, they know about the situation, uh, your test coming up. They know some of everything that's about you because we, oh, we get to know one another. When we first start, we'll just put our toe in the water a little bit just to throw something out there just to see whether somebody, we're going to hear it the next day, next weekend's church, see. Uh, if we don't hear it, we, we might stick our foot in. And the next, after a while, we might jump in this thing. And that's how life group starts. So you have to have opportunities. And that's what we're going to do in our life group. We have opportunities for you to get to know one another and to trust one another and to be real with one another. That's what those small groups are for, and that's what we want to do in our life groups. So we can be compassionate with one another in our life group. You can't be compassionate with one another here. Well, you can have compassion on me because you can say, this man's struggling, you know. He, you know he's a, yeah. so, but, but I can't have compassion on you. I don't, know what's, I don't know what's happening in your life. We can go through Sunday morning, every Sunday morning, and that's the only time I see you, how many times have, I, have you told me what's going on in your life, you know, your dirty laundry, anything like that, on a Sunday morning? Usually, usually now, what happens is that, how you doing? Oh, fine. Yeah. And I see you at the door. See you later. Okay, fine. See you later. That's all that's happening. We smile at each other. That's it. That's not being real. That's not what God wants. You have to be in a smaller group where, where you can really interact with one another. Where we can learn what's going on, what we need to pray for. Because I need prayer just like you need prayer. And we can help each other in this thing. There are some people sometimes that is not here. You don't know why they're not here. You don't know why they're not here because you, don't, you won't call them. Why won't you call them? Because you're not in that type of relationship with them. But if you, somebody needs to be in a relationship with somebody so they can call them and find out what's going on. Is that correct? Let's go to the next scripture. We have one in First uh, Peter chapter 4, I believe. Uh, you want to come up, Celeste? Okay. Now, Celeste is a, 
Uh, she's an actor, actress. That's what you call the ladies. Do they call ladies now actors as well as? Are they still actresses? What, what, what do they call them? Both actors and actresses. Okay. Anyway, she does plays at a school. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, you ready to read it? The end of all things is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers um, over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking with, with very words of God. With the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Praise God. Now, in First Peter chapter 4, uh, what we're doing there, we saw some things, and it says, show hospitality towards one another. Oh, that's so encouraging. Woo, that strengthens us. Do you know that? When, when you invite somebody to your house and you might have a cup of tea, um, um, green tea probably, you know, whatever, but <laughs> sweet tea. But uh, just, just invite somebody over for popcorn or whatever. You don't, don't have to be elaborate, you know. Don't have to be elaborate. Just invite somebody over and you'll, you'll sit down and you talk together, pray together, you'll laugh together, whatever situation. Be, be hospitable. Be hospitable. A lot of people are not hospitable. You know that? They, they won't open their home up. I'm looking at this first, um, this uh, Peter here, because I want to um, see some other things here. Now, it says also, that each one has received a special gift. Oh, you have a gift, you have a gift. Do you know that some people have the gift of hospitality? Somebody has the gift of serving. Some, I, I, I was uh, uh, over at, uh, at Waddle's home, and uh, boy, they, they, they cooked this, this meal out in front of me, and I said, whoo, what is this, man? You got the frying pan out here, right here in front of me, and it's the way they do things in the Philippines, I think, you know, so... I said, that, that is cool. I learned another culture, you know, what they eat and things like that. And uh, it was really nice. Uh, I don't see him here today, but I, I, I know that it, it was so good. And we ate, um, we ate the meat and everything wrapped in uh, lettuce. And I said, woo, I never, never have I had anything like that, you know. But it was good because I didn't have to worry about my carbs. You know, I didn't have to worry about eating, eating a lot of bread, you know. I said, okay, Lucy, I see why you're so thin, girl, you know. <laughs> you need all this bread, see, because I'm thinking when I go to restaurants, I say, hey, put the bread out. Come on, put the bread out and the butter, you know. <laughs> we don't need all that stuff, but, but you know, it tastes good, but we don't need it, right. But you can serve one another. And it, and it said, um, above all, keep fervent love for one another. Love for one another. We have to love one another, don't we? You can't love me if you don't know me. Love kicks in when you find out that, oh, my goodness gracious, I didn't know he was like that. Yeah. That's when love kicks in. You see? Love doesn't kick in on Sunday morning when we just see each other and everybody's smiling and everybody got on their nice clothes and everything. You know, love kicks in when you wake up and you look over there you know, as you lay there, and man, a hell all over which way. And then love kicks in, see? Love kicks in, see? <laughs> right, you haven't brushed your teeth yet? You know, love kicks in. It kicks in, brother. <laughs> so so um, we, we, have to, we have to be in close relationship with one another to find out these little things about one another because the closer you get, the more you're going to realize that something is wrong with that person. Really? I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. But that's when love kicks in. Love don't kick in if you don't know me. You think I'm okay, and I think you're okay. It don't take nothing to love somebody like that. It takes some, some, some really God kind of love, a God pay kind of love to love somebody who you know that they have shortcomings, you know they have these weaknesses, you know uh, they, they, 
they don't, they, you know, they just treat me wrong. They don't, do, they don't do me like they wouldn't do their, their, they wouldn't do their mother like they don't want to do their dad like that. They, they wouldn't do their sister, brother like that. Why do they do me like that, man? That's when you got to love them. Because that's when God loved us. When we were yet sinners. Come on now, didn't he? Yeah, when we were yet sinners, he loved us. And so, therefore, he says that love one another as I have loved you. And it turns people off in the church, see. Uh, when, when, when a guest come to church, or let's say they don't even come to church, but they see you in your workplaces, and you're not loving one another. And when, a, when, when somebody comes to the church, I hear so many times that, man, if I hear somebody talking about one another in the church, I'm leaving because I get that in the world. It shouldn't be in the church. But how many of you know in every church, there's somebody who's going to talk about somebody. Because you got people in the church, and we're not all where we're going to be. We are a work in progress. You see? So people have a, a, a distorted opinion of Christians. We're just like they are, except we're saved by grace. We're going to heaven. And we are getting better every day. We're getting better. Whereas they are not. <laughs> you see? But we have to, we need one another to get better. How do I know that I need better, get better, unless you tell me? Unless my wife tells me. How do I know I need to get better? I, don't you think you're okay? Yeah. All of us think we're okay. Until somebody tells us, look, you are disrespecting me because you come late. Every time we have a get-together, you come late. Why, why do you do that? I don't know. I mean, you know. Then you have to love one another, don't you? In spite of that, you have to love one another. Because each one of us, if we'll be real, we have faults. Each one of us. And you show me somebody without a fault, and I'll show you somebody that's not alive. That's not alive. They're dead. Okay? Really? The dead person, they don't have any faults. Okay? Let's go to the next one. I think we're in Colossians. Is that correct? You got a beautiful smile, girl, I tell you. Every time I call, I, uh, she answers the phone. But I don't know it's her. I said, now, Gillian answered the phone last time, so it must not be you. Is it? Who is it? She said, Gillian. Oh, okay, okay. I don't recognize the voice. I know the faces now, but I don't know the voices. Um, be, you got one of those things, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Bearing, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell in you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Okay, I want you to go back just a little bit uh, so I don't have to turn to mine in there. Uh, you, said, you said something that was very, very important. I think uh, you said something to the effect of bearing one another. Oh, yeah. Bearing one another and forgiving each other. Okay, hold it right there. You stay right there. It's good. Did, did you hear what she said? That's the word of God, isn't it? Bearing with one another. How are you going to bear with somebody that you don't know? You're not, in, you, you're not in, a, in a smaller group where you can bear with somebody. You need to be in a smaller group where you can bear with one another. You really can. Okay? That's a very, very, very important. And it didn't say just bearing with one another, just leave it at that. We need to forgive one another. You see? Forgive one another. And the only way you're going to forgive one another is you are wronged. Most people don't want to be wronged. So I say that we need opportunities for somebody to wrong us. Right? Don't we? How, how, how are you ever going to be like Jesus if nobody ever wrongs you? Right? You're never forgiven about it because nobody never wronged you. Jesus forgave us, didn't he? Well, then we need to forgive one another. So that means that 
Uh, now, look, don't you go out just trying to wrong me, just see how much I can forgive now. <laughs> that, is, that will not be good, see. See, we, let it, we, we just let it flow. Now, really, the enemy, it, you don't have to get in the flesh. The enemy is, is, is worthy enough to, to, to put some stuff out there between us, isn't he? Okay. And if he's not enough, that the flesh will do it because the flesh is not sanctified like it's going to be, is it? When we get our new body. So we got to know we don't have to think of ways to, uh, uh, you know, do wrong to somebody. That, that's not godly either. So it says forbearing one another, forgiving one another. Then it says something else down there. Um, oh, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Okay, thank you. Give her a hand. Complaint against one another. Complaint. How many of you have complaints against somebody? Okay, the rest of you who didn't, you're lying. So, because yeah. <laughs> we all can complain. Come on. We all can complain. So that means that we have to get to know one another so we can see uh, what opportunities present themselves for us to say, hmm, I could complain, but God tells me not to complain. But I'm supposed to forgive one another, just as he forgave me. All this happens in a smaller context, okay? That's very important. Please hear what we are saying today. We have, we have the youth helping me with this message. And um, with some message encouraging us to strengthen one another. But this is real stuff. This is what most Christians can't walk out for some reason or another. Well, they can, of course, but they don't seem to want to walk this out. I'm telling you. What they just read, uh, Emless, Les, and Gillian, what they just read uh, corporately, these are things that we need improvement on. There should not be this breaking of relationships just because it's something not going the way you think it ought to go. Come on. Right? Because if you switch positions with your husband, you know, if the wife said, well, if I was running this thing, this is the way it's going to be if I was here. Don't you know it would be the same thing? The children are not going to like what you decide to do either. Right? If you're the president of the company, it's going to be employees not going to like you. Because, see, you have things to do. And in order to do those things, you have to make some adjustments, and sometimes it means the, the workload of the employees get higher and higher because you're trying to hold prices down, so you get some, you got to give some way. Sometimes they don't give raises or whatever the situation may be, but somebody's going to suffer in this situation so we can forgive. We can forgive. And I know uh, most of the people... They think that um, if they were doing it, they would do it different, and they'd do it better. Believe me, it'll be somebody say, saying about you, this is real terrible. If I were doing it, I'd do it different, and I'd be doing it better. Really. So let's learn how to walk the word out and it doesn't start again. It doesn't start until something goes against what you believe, what you want to happen. And I'm not talking about a non-negotiable, like all of a sudden we're, we're saying there's no such thing as Jesus. Now, now everybody needs to run then. <laughs> you know. But, but I'm speaking of just the, just the normal things we used to say in, in eldership. is This Bible is full of things that we can agree on. We don't agree on maybe two or three or whatever it may be. It's not many things we don't, you know, there's, there's sometimes a, a school of thought over here on a topic. Then there's a school of thought over here on a topic. But it's not many of those topics. It, it's pretty, from Genesis to Revelation, it's pretty plain most of the time. Most of the time on most subjects, we have enough to agree on in this thing that we shouldn't be walking around complaining about what we don't agree with or just uh, whatever it may be. We can disagree on so many things, can't we? Carpet color, you know. Uh, there's not enough, 
you know, stuff happening over there. We should have some games being played over here while he's talking so we can interact and stuff. We can have a whole lot of stuff going on. Maybe have some smoke coming up. Maybe it'll be better, you know. Uh, dim the light some more, you know. Come on. Right? Have some music played in the background because I know some of us, they have somebody playing the music. So when, it, when I raise the yes, indeed, then the music, you know, go up like that, you know. Uh, so we could do a lot of different things. Right? We can do a lot of different things. But I said, just love others as you have them to love you. Treat others in the same exact way that you have them to treat you. If you were doing this thing, you wouldn't want somebody to treat you like that, like we treat each other. So let's change this thing in the Christian community. I think we are ready now for probably Hebrews. Okay, come on, Lillian. See, I'm teaching you how to tell them apart also now. Okay. The first one who came up with a big smile is Gillian. Okay. And this is Lillian. Okay. Take care, brethren, that there not be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. But encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold fast in the beginning, our assurance firm until the end. Thank you. Give her a hand. We can strengthen one another by encouraging one another. Very important. Encouraging one another. Encouragement is a powerful weapon against the enemy. It really is. Most people... When you have when you have usually uh, classes that that you have students in it, and most of the time uh, there's, there's problems in your class. A lot of times it's because they haven't been encouraged at home. They all they want is some attention. They need somebody to love them. They need somebody to know that they are important. And so that's what we try to do. Uh, at least that's what I try to do in, in when I was teaching, is try to encourage the people, try to give them some attention before class, after class, you know. Uh, I, I want them to know I care about them. And then they, they act better, you see, only because they, they know I recognize them. How much more so is it with us in the body of Christ as adults? En- encouragement, encouragement. Be an encourager. Some people have the gift of encouragement. Some people. Okay, uh, really, they do. Barnabas was one of them. You know, the, the Apostle Barnabas. He had he had a uh, he had a gift of encouragement, and that's one of uh, the gifts that I have is encouragement. Uh, so I, I like to help people move from where they are to more where God wants them to be, uh, because that that encourages people. So I, so I like to do that, but I also like to receive encouragement most people want to receive encouragement most people and so you can strengthen somebody by encouraging them by encouraging them saying say something you you know uh, what they used to say that my mom always told me if you can't say anything (laughs) don't say anything yeah you can't say anything nice don't say anything at all you can find something nice about most people to say you can you can find something good to say about whatever the situation may be. You cannot agree with what somebody has said, but they said it with enthusiasm. They, they, they were convicted. <laughs> I mean, they said it with conviction, you know. And you can, you can tell them, hey, man, I tell you, boy, but you, you, you really you know how to present your point. It was really good. You have conviction about that. I don't, I don't agree with it. Uh, but <laughs> but you, you do a good job. You really do a good job. That, that's encouraging. That's encouraging to somebody. Find something good to say about somebody. Yeah. Let's um, hear from Jill. Jill prefers to be called Jill, not Jillian, by me. Okay. Well, why you tell me Jill? See? Okay. We won't go there. Okay. <laughs> This is Jill. 
And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who, promi he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaken our own assemb assembly, assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. For if we go on sinning willfully, yeah, willfully after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for our sins, but a terrifying expectation of judgment. And the oh, <laughs> give a hand. That's good. That's good. That's good. The reason I stopped, I, want, I, I didn't want to forget the stimulating. Okay, the stimulating one another. The stimulating one another. Stimulating one another. That's what God wants us to do, to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. Some uh, verses might say, admonish one another, uh, whatever the situation may be. But we need to stimulate one another. Stimulate, 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 stimulate to love and good deeds. That means that if you see me saying something that I shouldn't say, you can stimulate me to love and good deeds by saying, um, what you just said, I know you want to be a man that quotes the word of God. So what you just said was not the word of God. So why don't you say it a little bit different and turn it a little bit so to be just like the word? Yeah. That stimulates me to love and good deeds, because all of us can get in one of these moves where we want to be negative about everything and about everybody. But we need somebody to stimulate us to love and good deeds, because sometimes we'll say, you know what they did? Um, you know, this is really not good. You know, let me tell you, Sue Hart, what she did. She did this right here. She did, really, you know. And then she can, she, she can stimulate me to keep on talking. About somebody, see? But, see, she's not going to do that. She's going to say, wait a minute, hold on. Uh, what do you want for dinner? Wait a minute, I'm talking. Well, that's all right. You know, let's, let's talk about something else. You don't need to be talking about that anyway. Uh, see, she's trying to let me know in a nice way, let's don't talk about that. Can you all stimulate one another love and good deeds? Yeah. But you're going to have to be close enough so that I feel comfortable enough to say something to you that might not be good deeds, might not be uh, a loving thing to say or whatever, you're going to have to know me well enough to do that. Am I right? How are you going to do that? If you, if you just see me on Sunday morning, hi, hey. How are you going to do it? You won't do it, would you? Same thing with one another. You need to be in a smaller group to get close to one another. I think we're supposed to come back with you, Emily? Nope. Uh, Celeste, go kick him on, Celeste. I think you have another scripture, James chapter 5, verse 16. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Excellent. Give her a hand. Yeah, praise God. That's two, okay? Confess our faults to one another. Confess our faults to one another. I'm not going to confess no faults to anybody that I don't know that well. Are you? No, you're not going to do that. We don't, <laughs> we don't do that, do we? We'll confess our faults to somebody that we are close to. Confess your faults to one another and forgive one another. Now, Matthew 18 tells us to do that. Go If you have a fault against one another, then you go to that person. Let them know. Matthew 18. Then another scripture tell you that if you know somebody has something against you, you bring your gift to the altar, then I want you to leave your gift and go to them and make it right. So it doesn't matter whether they did something against you or you know that they think you did something. He's saying he wants reconciliation. He doesn't want stuff going on in the body of Christ. He wants peace. That's what he's saying. So we have no reason to leave things undone. Okay, let's close it out. Emily, for First Thessalonians, I think it's maybe 4.13 on down, and then 5. 
But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and the voice of the archangel, with, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Okay, go back to that one that uh, you said at first. Mm, okay, the first verse? Okay. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For, we, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Thank you for hand. I wanted to end with that one because we are looking with joy to that day if we are um, believers when he's going to descend with a shout. That's going to be good. I mean, it's going to be glorious, you know that? It's going to be glorious. Even if we are not alive at that time, the dead is going to raise first anyway. So if we're not alive, we're going to first anyway. And then those who are alive are going to be caught up in the air with them, right? And that's going to be a glorious time, isn't it? So it's worth the risk that we have in these smaller groups. It's worth the risk. Because we'll be more and more being chiseled off of what doesn't look like Jesus to what does. I guess those the people who make statues and stuff, they, they chisel things off that doesn't look like the picture. And that's what I want, iron sharpening iron, that's what I want people around me that can help chisel off that stuff that doesn't look like Jesus, doesn't sound like Jesus. Come on. So that when we get caught up in the air, we, we, we're going to keep some rewards. We're going to have some crowns we can throw down at his feet. You see? We don't want to uh, go through the fire and everything burn up, yet we saved. We don't want that. Don't have nothing to show for it. You see? Cause, so help me. Help me by you know, strengthening me. Help each other by strengthening one another. Okay? And knowing that it doesn't start until it's something you don't like. Now it starts, okay? Or when it's something that you really don't want to hear because you have enough to complain, complain about yourself and somebody come complaining to you about their sickness, their hurts, their pains, you know? You say, man, come on, I get tired of hearing about this pain, you know? Uh, I want to hear about it. Well, I don't, but I do. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? You know, nobody wants to just hear negative stuff all day long, but that's okay if it's going to, encourage and strengthen the person they're going to do better okay just like brian i saw you brian when you came up here i said whoa he doesn't have on his gloves that's the first time i haven't seen you with your gloves on brother now i've been gone you know two weeks or so yeah but i just didn't notice when did you get them off (laughs) see now that's that's he's trying to strengthen me so he don't want to say man they've been off about five months you know <laughs> you just didn't see it you know you weren't attentive you know see he's so nice he's so nice see, he's taking a message already but really i didn't i didn't see it but but i know that that, that, that um the people said when it, when he got burned that his face would never be the same you know and his hands won't be the same and we rebuked him. man his hands gonna be the same his his face gonna be the same you're not gonna even know he ever got burned and so when i saw his hands i said whoa this is good that's good but i wouldn't have known that let's try to get to know him a little bit to know what happened to him okay let's stand strengthen one another oh we need one another don't we we need one another I need you, and, and the other person needs you. 
Everybody needs you. You are a joint that supplies things that the body needs. You are important, very important to us because we're in the same body. Let's, as we uh, are waiting for the times that the life group start in the second week of September, uh, we have two that's on Sunday mornings uh, only to give you options that you might not normally have if, if we had them all in homes. But we're trying to get other people involved also, so we have a variety of days. But bear with us. We might not be where we should be, but we're not where we used to be either. And we're not where we're going to be. We are progressing. We are moving. Uh, just love one another. Love us, and we're going to love others. And if we have somebody here today that you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, today is a day of salvation. You need what Emily said last. You need that hope. That hope. That when he comes. Oh, what a shout. <laughs> we will be with him forever. That's what we need. So if you, uh, let's have a prayer team come up. If you have not given your life to Jesus Christ today. Or if you have not been living for Christ. You gave your life to Christ a long time ago. But you know you haven't been living for him. Why don't you renew your relationship with him? Rededicate yourself to him. It's important. Or if you just have things that you want to get prayer support for, they will pray with you, in agreement with you, or they just pray for you because we love you. We want you to have that opportunity to get prayed for. And the message today, again, will strengthen one another, you are important. When you are missing, we are missing something because you supply what we have need of. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for the message. It's a challenge for all of us to walk this out, Lord, to be a strength to one another. Help me to lead in that, Lord. We give you the glory. And you get a, give you the praise because it's only because of you that we're able.